Hello and welcome to The Inner Gamer, episode 185. We are your weekly dose of video game news, reviews, opinions, and discussions made for and by our listeners. My name is Brett Yanoski. And I'm Austin Morales. And this week on The Inner Gamer, I play Escape from Tarkov. Brett jumps into Semblance. And in the gaming news, Monument Valley is getting a movie adaptation, I guess. And uh, Fortnite. No one pooped in the bag standing in line for Gamescom. Thank, thank God. Oh, man. I was worried. All, all weekend long, man. All yeah. week long. Um, I was just I, like, yeah. Whew. And it's a good topic. We talk about Gamescom 2018. All the good stuff coming out. Everything we're excited for. And a list, a plethora list of games. The list plethora. is just, I, I'm still scrolling. It won't stop. Yep. Brett, it's long. Should we cue the music? Cue the music. Let's do it. Wait on you. Tune in now. Welcome to August 28th, 2018. Welcome to the Inner Gamer Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, we would love for you to support us on Patreon. For as little as $12 a year, you can make this podcast better and you will get some goodies along the way. In addition to those goodies that are along the way, if you are a Patreon subscriber, you will know about all of our exciting events that are in the Dallas-Fort Worth area before anybody else does. So we'll let you know ahead of time when those dates are happening, what's going to be going on, all that good stuff. Speaking of which, on August 31st, which when you're listening to this podcast, which will be on a Tuesday, uh, three days from today. No, four days. No, three. Is it three? Two, two, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Four. Four. Three, three or four. <laughs> Math. Numbers. Numbers and things. Depending on when you're listening to it that day. It could be three days. It could be four days. I don't know. But uh, we will be having an event at Community Beer Company in Dallas, Texas. It'll be probably our biggest event that we've ever had. We are going to be hosting. Uh, we're working with a couple groups. Nerd Sloth. We have Game Night Dallas. Obviously, Community Beer Company is going to be there. We have House Pixel Games showing up. We have um, Mystic uh, Melee. Huh? Mystic Myst- Melee we got coming out. So Moan and Throne is going to be there. We're going to have... Uh, mystic melee we're gonna have rock band set up on a stage yes it's literally gonna be on a stage with speakers so you can hear your beautiful voices projecting audio um lots of stuff happening definitely want to come out there's also gonna be a new beer release that's gonna be dropping that night um courtesy of community so definitely don't want to miss that if you are interested in learning more details go to meetup.com and search for the inner gamer dfw or you can go to facebook.com and go to our page and click on the events section and see that event to RSVP. It's free. You should come out. It's going to be awesome. And we can't wait. So Austin, you want to talk about your game first? You want me to talk about my game first? It don't matter, man. What do you want? Go what for do it. You want oh, Austin. You got a game to talk about. I, no, you've not played, anymore. I don't. I'm, I'm you've just, played Escape from Tarkov. I did. I did. Tell me about this magical game that you love. Let, so let me dearly. let me dive into this and grind some gears because okay. Uh, not too happy about this game. All right, so Escape from Tarkov is a massive multiplayer online combat simulator with RPG elements developed by Russian St. Petersburg game developer Battlestate Games. Set cool. in a fictional Norvinsk region located on the frontier between Russia and Europe, the metropolis of Tarkov was plunged into anarchy thanks to the contract wars which was once a bustling city is now roaming with rivaling scavenger gangs and former private military forces and black op units between them all. There's you, your stash and the escape from the free world from the depths of Tarkov escape to the free world. So 
early on, I heard that this was going to be a PUBG-like game. Battle Royale. Jump in. Do all the stuff. You know, kind of PUBG-like. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it sounds cool. I heard people talking about it. Everyone was like, yeah, it's pretty good. It's different from PUBG. It's a nice refresh. And I was like, all right. But I never wanted to buy the game. I got, I kind of got co- coerced into buying this game. 47 Coerced. Bucks. Uh, it is still in convinced. alpha, I believe, closed alpha, unless you buy the game uh, or support the launch. And right off the bat, I was going to say, I'm ditching this game. It's in beta right now. It is in beta. Okay. I'm ditching this game. There's some cool, there's some interesting things about this game that I will talk about, but the main appeal to it was the PUBG aspect of it. So you jump into a match. And in that match, obviously survive, right? I think uh, I think that I think is across hundred players. Bo- I'm not sure how many players it is actually. I think you jump in and you kind of try to survive the match, but I believe to get out of the match, you have to, have to find these like points of exit that allow you to come out. So it's not like you win per se, but the name of the game is to kind of jump in, kill people, take their loot, and then come out of the game and then when you come out of the game you have vendors within the menu that you can sell this loot to or buy new loot or as you like kill people you get currency and uh the main i mean that's all fine and dandy minus the ui system which is god awful it is god brett you i think you would just you would have an aneurysm it is so bad (laughs) like and then and then on top of that you'll like this you have to manage your inventory. Not worth it. Not worth it at all. So they took PUBG and it's it's more like lines of like Arma 3, like very tactical heavy. I read an uh, I just saw a headline from uh, Polygon saying that this is if um, a game when PUBG is too easy. This is if Arma 3 and Stark Stalker Shadows of Chernobyl had a baby. And I was like, that sounds like a pretty good reference point that's about right yeah that's about right oh I gosh mean, this menu oh geez yeah it's pretty bad if you guys go and, oh, and no, google it's not too bad google it you'll, you'll see like you have a bunch of inventory uh you have armor you have a helmet you can buy colored bands to put on your your shoulder or your around your arms um you have clips you have ammo you have guns you have different parts of those guns all this stuff is customizable and can be bought to help either upgrade your your gun or just to restock your ammo and stuff like that. Right. So that's cool too. Like I enjoyed that, but there's just so much of that and they try to have you go through through a tutorial to kind of figure it all out. But I don't know. I'm not really a tutorial guy. Obviously, I'm more of a casual gamer, so it's I, I want something I can jump in and just kind of get going. Who has 48 hours and wow, the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, but you can just jump into that and get going. It's not the same thing. There is a there is a Sorry. point the barrier of entry, but this is like a major barrier of entry. <laughs> yeah. So what really sucks about this game? Two two major things is that before you go into battle, you have to take you have to like you know load out your guy. So you have to literally get a clip. You have to get your ammo. You have to put the ammo in the clip. Now your clip's full. Is this in 3D or is this in the menu? This is in the menu. Okay. Yeah, this is like in your inventory section. 
So you drag drop ammo into a clip. You drag that clip or multiple clips into your inventory. So you have it there. Now, if you don't do that, if you just put the ammo and then the clip in your inventory you're taking in the battle, well, you have to go into the menu later and put that ammo into the clip. And then you can put that clip into your gun. And then you can reload. So wait, there's no, there's no animation of like just saying, hey, I got a backpack full of ammo and in 3D I reach behind my back and mm-hmm. grab the ammo and stick mm-hmm. it in the gun. And if you're out of it. ammo, you got to take your clip out in the menu and then put the, the clip in your gun in the menu and oh then come gosh. back out of it. Yeah. That's annoying. It is, it is so frustrating because it gets pretty heated, you know? I'm just like, dude, this is just, this is just ridiculous. And then on top of that, if you die by another player in this game, you lose all your gear. All of it. Now, you can't insure it. There's a guy who, before you go into battle, buy insurance. will insure your, your <laughs> gear so you get it back. And I think it comes back to you within 24 hours. But if you don't get it within a certain time window, you lose it all anyway. Is so it, if you don't log back in to get your gear the next the day. State Farm guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sony, exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, current like backpack insurance or something? Right. So we jumped into a match that was more like PUBG, and because uh, they have different, they have uh, I think they have three different types, like game types. <clears throat> and the PUBG one, man, you get obliterated. So you don't have, you don't know who your friends are. So what you have to do is buy an armband that everyone has, and for us, you have to buy an armband. Yeah, a colored armband, so we know like, oh, oh this funny. is our teammate, so we don't shoot him. And on top of that, what if they're the same color? Like an enemy has the same color as you. I have no idea. Oh, damn. Oh, so the, the second thing was everyone has to wiggle. So you know in PUBG how you can lean left and right? Well, you can lean left and right in this game, but but when someone doesn't know if this is on our team or not, we're like, everyone wiggle. So everyone like starts going left and right, left and right. I'm like, oh my God, this is the worst. That seems like a broken system right there. There should be something better than that. You would think. You would think. But I guess least, that's realistic. It's very realistic. And um, hey, 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 in the war. Hey, you over there. I'm talking you through comms. I don't know if that's you or if that's a bad guy I should be shooting. Can you wiggle real fast? Like, yeah, you got like the terrorists are looking at him like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah, exactly. So weird. Well, usually being covered. I'm like, there's a see it. But yeah, I mean, that's basically what we had to do all the time. And that just got a little maddening because I was like, this is this is like too much. Like, I don't want to be this immersed in this game. Uh, but then they have this other one where you can go into a level. You have a bunch of NPCs running around. It's like it's like a wave match, right? Yeah. But then on top of that, you can have people come into uh, other players, and they they would fight against you as well. So the potential of dying in that match was super high, and it was yeah. the funnest be- because I didn't, you don't have to worry too much all the time. But there's always that chance that someone would come in and, and then wreck shop. Which that happened on my last game that I played. Some guy came in with a shotgun, just steamrolled through us, and I was just like, "I'm I'm tired. I what what? This is worse than PUBG. It's literally worse than PUBG. <laughs> Not only do you lose all your stuff that you have, like if you brought in like a really nice, you know, AR gun or something like that, like fully loaded out with good sights and extended mag and right. you know, recoil like a vertical arm. You have to buy that all again. I'm like." Okay, at what point do you lose all your money? You know, because because I bought it, they gave me extra money so I could use to spend in the store. So overall, it, it's a, at the very least, it's a delay. I mean, it still plays kind of janky right now because it's in beta. Maybe right. when it releases, it'll actually be decent. 
Um, but right now, uh, I'm I'm ditching this game. I'm ditching it. You might as well just play Fortnite or PUBG. <laughs> I mean, if you're an Arma guy, I, I could see someone liking this, but I was not an Arma guy. So there, there you have it, Brett. All right. Awesome. Well, so I was looking at some articles and stuff talking about this game, and there's some people that say it's pretty interesting, but I it's weird to me that this hasn't been in the news for me at all in any capacity up until recently. You're a lot louder than I am, by the way. I think that's a I was, problem. I was like yelling at the mic. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm very upset about this game. Uh, clearly. A waste clearly. of money. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I haven't heard much about this game, which is kind of ironic. I saw, though, it was built in Unity, which it looks really good for being built in Unity. Like, Unity is... <laughs> not look that great. Well, I mean, just like the graph. You're, maybe your graphic card sucks or something. I don't know. I'm <laughs> just kidding. It, look, it looked pretty good from the screenshots I saw, but I don't know how... Like, they're probably 4K. I mean, you can't do 4K on your screen, so... Maybe that's what it was. Maybe you need a 4K monitor or something. Brett's <laughs> giving me shit, guys. Uh, I'm me trying to shit. give him shit. Um, anyway, well, that's cool. Sorry to hear that it's a bummer. But yeah, yeah, waste of money. I, uh, I've been playing a game uh, from Niam Cop, which is a group of people. If you go to youtube.com slash The Inner Gamer, check out our playlist, The Inner Gamer Invades. You can see our... Uh, interview with this group twice. They are a development team from South Africa and they have recently released a game called Semblance. And Semblance is a game where they call it a the first true platformer with emphasis on the form because you are literally forming platforms inside of this game with your little guy. So I jumped into this game and uh, it's... It doesn't really have a whole lot of story to it. I was kind of expecting a little bit of a story of some kind. But they drop you into this world and you are this little blob. And they, through a course of visualization, show you that there are these things in the world that are kind of greenish, blue, um, crystallized looking things that basically kill you if you touch them. So they show that something happens and then all this greenish blue stuff like gets scattered throughout the world. And then so your goal is to get rid of all this stuff again by doing platforming levels and things of that nature to get rid of this blue, blue green stuff, these crystallizations. And by doing that, you have to uh, manipulate the environment and platform to the level. And you can tell what is stuff you can platform because it's got a solid color. Um, as opposed to having some texture to it like the other items are. So those are the items that you can form by jumping and dashing into those things. So you can jump and dash upward and it'll push up the platform a little bit. Um, you can dash up, go up and then to the side and that'll move platforms left and right. Um, and then you can even mash down on them and create like holes. So you can create holes, you can create hills and things so you can reach up higher. Um, all these different mechanics you use in order to get these little bl- glowing orbs in each level that will allow you to like clear out an area of the crystal stuff that exists. Um, you also have a reset button, which was a cool mechanic that they introduced that I forgot was a thing. So whenever you're near a platform, you use the platform and form it in a certain way to get to a higher level area. And then sometimes you have to reset those platforms to use them now in a different way. So like maybe you have three platforms stacked up high. So you move one over to the right a little bit so you can jump up on that one 
and then jump up higher to be able to move one out uh, to the left and then go down to the one that you started with, reset that one and then use it to then go up to the other side where you had moved it, moved all the platforms over to the left. So there's a, a lot of forming these platforms and using them to reach higher places and then resetting them so you can use them in different ways in that level to get these orbs that fill up a tree. Once you fill up a tree, that's basically a completion of a level. And then you go through the main world to move on to the next tree to get these orbs. And each little level area has like between three to six orbs you have to collect. And every single one has a different kind of platforming scenario. And um, you die frequently, not as frequently as Celeste, but you can die a lot. So um, they just restart you back to that section that you were working on. So it's, it's very easy to continue playing through the game because you're not having to like restart a whole section or a whole level. Um, the graphics are really nice. I love the visual art style. Um, it's got lots of pinks and lots of uh, purples. And then it has the differentiation with that bluish green crystal stuff. Very clear to see, obviously, because it's not pink or purple. Um, so it's it stands good. out it's really good. well. And yeah. it, looks, it has a nice kind of contrast going on. And um, there's all these weird little like blobby things with the eyeballs that are hanging around on the, the lands. So I don't know if those are like they look like you, but they're bigger and they're yeah. just kind of chilling there and just like blinking their eyes and doing weird things. I don't know what the story is behind them, but uh, it's kind of interesting. So um, I really like it and I'm having a good time. Yeah, with switch. It. Yes. Nice. Yeah. It's definitely a good switch game. Okay. Because there's okay. just three buttons. Yeah. And then your control and you're good to go. It's $20. No. That's four, not bad. $14.99. No, yeah. $20. $20. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long it is yet. Um, I've played two or three hours of it. Um, haven't finished it yet, so that's good. Um, but He will never finish it. Oh, no. No. <laughs> I have five games that I've um, that are on my Switch, and I'm like, this close to finishing. This close. I haven't finished yet. Thimbleweed Park, Golf Story, freaking... Uh, uh, Mario Odyssey, of Loathing, Mario Odyssey. Well, that one I haven't really gone far into at all. Uh, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's I okay. I, I think I've given up on Zelda. Uh, I've realized that I don't. It's think a Zelda lot is for me. Well, there's a lot of Zelda in that game, yeah. so you might not like, want to. Somebody like I understand said something you today on wanna... a podcast, and like they spoke my language, and I was like, finally, somebody I can relate to, because he was like, I just don't really care for Zelda that much, like. It's a bland world. Like you all you it? do is walk around. Did you play it in as a kid? No, that's that's your. I issue. played Ocarina of Time, like a little bit, but not a lot. Because I also didn't like bit. it then. I was like, this is lame. It's like I'm just finding a bunch of Korok seeds everywhere, <laughs> and then there's like a bunch of monsters that just show up in different areas. But the like the world itself is just like, eh, it's just there. It's like that. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I love that I can walk everywhere. Like, that's me, badass. You're killing me. But, <laughs> that's badass. I can walk. Yeah. But I don't know. All right. It's weird. Good deal. And I don't want to have to like eat food that makes me last longer in the cold. Like shit. It's because you have to in- manage your inventory. That's probably like half of it. Yeah. And then I got to figure out how, what recipes like make good stuff. That's not just like that gross food. That's a con- amal- amalgamation of like a bunch of shit. Yes. You can't just pick it off the trees and it works. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Should always work. <laughs> always work. Should just magically make something. I'm freaking <laughs> freaking link, man. Like I can do, do all this shit. Give me my shit. Well, you're not the hero of time yet. I know. At least anyway. not that we know. 
It's good. But yeah, so yeah. back to Semblance. Semblance is a good game. I would definitely recommend if you're into like platformers, this one's an easier like I actually. So comparing this to Lightfall, because Lightfall is also an interesting, cool indie game platformer. I actually prefer this one better, um, even though there's no not as much story in this one. I mm. find the platforming more engaging and entertaining. Um, you can be a little more creative with how you're doing these things with the platforming stuff. Um, it's just, and it's cool. It works. It works nice. It's a smooth, easy playing game. Um, so I recommend it. I dig it as they say Sweet. in the inner gamer podcast. Digged. It yeah. has been dug. It has been dug. So that is going to wrap it up for the games that we played this week. We're going to take a break and come back with our video game news. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. You're listening to the inner gamer. It is time for our video game news. In this segment, we share the best headlines in the week in the gaming industry. Uh, before we jump into this, I want to mention that Gamescom happened this week. We're going to be saving our Gamescom news articles for the discussion topics. So make sure if you're listening to this podcast, you stay tuned for the last segment because we got a bunch to talk about it with Gamescom. Can't wait. But on to the news. This is happy for me. I'm very happy to hear this. Uh, Ubisoft is learning something finally. They have come out and said that they are going to be skipping 2019 with Assassin's Creed franchise. So I like how this is an actual news article. Damn it, Ubisoft! No, this is good. Like, this no, is what I know I it's good, see. but like, this is a good like. It's a good thing, but I, I I like how they have to tell us, and now we're like, oh, thank God. Well, they just came out and like mentioned it during a uh, during the press conference at Gamescom. They're like, hey. <laughs> Um, we are not going out. So the reason why we had two games back to back is because they had two separate studios working on the same engine, work on the game. So they did that and they're taking a break to let these guys now work on this next game and give them more time to do it, which right. I'm really glad to hear. So they've learned their lesson. They're not going to fuck up again like they did before and release get, annual release of this game all the time. They're just going to do have two studios working on, I guess, two games at the same time. So like every we're going to get a game. Uh, this year, 2018, 2019, we will not see one. Then we'll see one from the Origins team in 2020. And then we'll probably see the one from this Odyssey team in 2021. And then we won't see a game in 2022. And then 2023 and 2024, we'll have more games. And 2025, we're going to take a break. 2026, 2027, we'll have more games. It's just going to keep rotating like that. Well, any other studio would have already done this like ages ago. But I like how Ubisoft's like, oh, well, uh, I guess we'll do this. I, I I've uh I've I've had my disappointments with Ubisoft in the past, but I feel like looking comparing them to other publishers of this capacity and development houses of this capacity, they don't make terrible decisions considering their size. Like I've been kind of I've been happy with them in recent years, basically. Well, yeah, because they you know they've been. Uh, like, it's like people take time off to like make something good. They aren't like dishing out stuff like they sh- like Ubisoft was. Obviously, now they've corrected that. Yeah, but it's like, granted, I don't know. Odyssey is going to be treated as a games as a service, so not only oh, so they're like going to be continuing to release content to it throughout the year to kind of hold out people's excitement till the next big title comes out. So it's not like you're not going to hear about Assassin's Creed. Well, Odyssey yeah. is just going to be getting new content in 2019 
and that's their extension of it. But I mean, it's good that they're focusing on that because they uh, had a bad launch with Unity. Uh, Syndicate did pretty okay. Then they took a year off, and then Origins came out and just like killed it. So I think that's good to hear that they're 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 learning from this, and they're they're making some good moves. Like they have, we'll talk later on um, uh, Starlink Atlas or whatever it's called, which is like open world Star Fox, which sounds really good. Last year they did Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, which is a cool like twist for them to branch off into. You know, they have that Trials Fusion game, Trials the, the Trials series, which is different from their bigger, huge, epic games. I wish like. Far Cry at its I got it's weird. Like Far Cry's been kind of forgotten. Like it came out, we were all excited about it, and then it kind of trailed off. I haven't we finished weren't it excited yet. about it. I mean, I I was you were liked excited it better about than it. I thought. Okay. I was excited a little bit. I was when not it came excited out, I was like all. getting into it a little bit. I enjoyed better it. better than I thought. Yeah. But, but then and then I bought season pass good. and I haven't played any of that stuff yet, which is all almost out now. Which sucks. I need to jump into that. No. Far Cry anyway. is a Far Cry. Far Cry is Far Cry. From Assassin's Creed. So, um, we have another video game that is getting a movie adaptation. And this one shocked my mind. I was like, really? This is getting one? I mean, I, I'm not saying it's like really as in I'm shocked that this is getting chosen at it. But I'm just surprised to see this kind of game being adapted in a movie. But I'm really curious to see what it becomes. Monument Valley, the iOS game, is becoming a film. Who made a script for this movie? I, I don't know. Oh, I got a great idea for this platforming mobile game. It's going to be great. So it was, someone was high. Someone was high. It's being produced by Paramount, which is producing the live action Sonic the Hedgehog movie, which is going to feature Jim Carrey. Uh, they're developing this with uh, Patrick Osborne, who recently did an animated short film called Feast. Um, they said, quote, according to the this uh, website Deadline, that uh, it'll send contemporary live-action characters into the game's extraordinary mind-bending world. So that I'm concerned about. So they're taking this game that has a beautiful art style, really trippy world that like you rotate platforms and do different like inception style but like in a very nice clean contemporary look and bringing live action characters into it are these gonna be like human characters that are live action yeah that's stupid that's what live action is i know but that's i don't i don't like that idea i want to i want to be animated like a fully animated film it should be these types of characters yeah i already like i already hate this i already hate all of this I, i hate it all I mean, if you play Monument Valley, you know, like, how it plays, the serenity of it all, the puzzles. Like, how do you translate that into a movie? It just doesn't make sense. Especially someone who, like, has studied movies and made movies. Like, this just doesn't, like, what do you do? This is going to be, this is going to be awful. I think, I think Real Effects should take this on. It, like, that would be a they better, give it to better them fit. And let yes. them like animate a film around this idea. I think that would work really nicely. Because this kind of reminds me of uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, like entering this like zany little like realm or whatever. Right. Or or like um, what's the game or the movie with Johnny Allison? No, uh, yeah, Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when he was in there, and that was like a fantastical world and stuff with live action. But I think live action and this animated stuff. I mean, it can work really well, but in this instance, it just like, doesn't. What's the story going to be? Um, I mean, I know there's like a story in the game, but if they're trying to like add on to that, 
a girl and her daughter no trying to travel well that's what the second one was about oh okay yeah second one was badass you should play it uh i do i need to i need to do that um anyway it is good what do y'all think so that's happening leave a comment let this us is crazy. know your thoughts on Monument Valley becoming a movie. This is Next, crazy. Overwatch. We don't talk about this enough anymore, which is sad because I want to play it more often. But they just brought out a animated trailer, gave some uh, background of D.Va um, and how much of a badass she is. And uh, then they brought out a new map that they are going to release. It's a control map called Busan. And it has karaoke in it, which is pretty sweet very Japanese style map. There's three complete different sections to this map. They're completely different entirely. Like you have an area that's inside Diva's like she's basically the female version of Iron Man. She's got her own like hidden place where she builds her machines and stuff like that and just like does all this stuff. And then they have like the downtown area that looks really, really nice and cool and has all kinds of hints at like Japanese culture and things of that nature, which I thought was really exciting. And then the other part, which was uh, inside of like, like Japanese temples, I guess, and things of that nature. Um, But it looks, it's very diverse, very different. Um, What do you think? That was awesome. Uh, Matt looks great. And I mean, that's all I'm going to say because all, all the maps in Overwatch are pretty freaking awesome. Right. But what I want to talk about is actually the Diva cinematic. Yeah. yeah talk Dude. About. Oh, man. It was bringing tears to my eyes. She was so fucking heroic. It was so heroic. So good. Watch it if you have it. Also, <laughs> the compositor and lighting lead was Kira Gaston, who we actually interviewed at PAX South when she was with Obsidian. Katrina. Katrina. Sorry. What did I say? You said Keurig. Kieran. Sorry. Gar- oh, I said Garrison. Karen, didn't I? No, you're like Karen. Oh, Sorry, I'm thinking Katrina too fast. Garston. Yes, wonderful, wonderful short. You haven't seen already. It was very good, Man. very action packed, um, and it shows like how she got her ultimate move, like where that came from. Yeah, supposedly. I guess that's. I guess that's what they're showing here, right? I really wish that. I could do what Diva does in this animated short and actually use that freaking boost feature and fly through the air longer than three freaking seconds. Because that was badass. Not three seconds. Or five seconds. It's, it's, it's just short. Like that. Yeah, it's pretty short. It's short. Like she was flying all through the air like, like Iron Man. <laughs> I know. Like, Damn. I know. That's sweet. I well, want to do just, that always. too much. I just want to fly around the map everywhere and like just rain fire down on the ground. Actually, not fire. Just like rockets and machine guns and stuff like that yeah it was pretty it was pretty sweet so i thought that entire time that that guy that was with her was like this dude that was just there working with her to help and that they were like maybe a love interest of some kind and i saw somebody leave a comment on youtube that was like oh man another another bro getting in the friend zone (laughs) and then i realized that i think it's actually her brother do you have a brother? I really don't know too much of her backstory. Well, I mean, that's what the video was. That's what I kind of was leading on from the video or uh, get, gathering from the video was that I gotcha. that's her brother. I gotcha. <coughs> Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Otherwise, she got hardcore friend zone or, or he got hardcore friend zone. <laughs> that's funny still. Um, anyway, so not to kill the mood, but uh, kind of going to kill the mood. Uh, there's a story that came out on Kotaku about a 18-year-old YouTuber named Trevor Heitman, also known as McSkillet, who had a large amount of followers, and he has a black McLaren, had a black McLaren 650S sports car. Um, He was driving in San Diego 
and uh, went the wrong side on a freeway. His car collided with another vehicle and killed two people and injured another. And he also passed away in the car crash. God. Um, so it's it's very sad that this happened. Um, and he uh, so he has over eight hundred seventy or had over eight hundred seventy thousand subscribers. Um, hadn't released a video in a little bit, but mostly worked on Counter Strike Go. Um, they think that he was driving over 100 miles an hour, so um, killed a 43 year old woman and her 12 year old daughter, and six other vehicles were involved, two of which combusted in flames. Um, and this was him, he did pass away. And uh, it's kind of it's, it's just like kind of the realization that you know, we uh, we as human beings, like no matter what kind of fame you get or what kind of success you have, like life is precious and you need to take care of yourself and those around you and not end up in a situation like this. Maybe not drive so fast. Yes. Yeah. I'm taking defensive driving right now cause I got a speeding ticket. So one of the things going like said, five miles over the speed. Oh uh, no, I was going, I was actually going 15 over the speed limit, oh. but not terrible. It's going 50 and 35, but it was technically in my mind a 45. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. Numbers, you know, I understand. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so I'm doing that and they're talking about like speeding is one of the top, like speeding cognition, like not paying attention or whatever. And, uh, drunk driving are like the three leading causes of traffic accidents slash injuries. Yep. Um, makes sense. <clears throat> yeah. So one of which you are actually two, three, all three of those you can control by not speeding too much or going the wrong direction on the freeway, <laughs> which is definitely something you don't want to be doing. And, uh, don't drink while you're driving <laughs> or don't drink before you drive <laughs> or that too. Yeah. Don't drink while you drive. Yeah. Yeah. Save your Neither life. Neither of which. Yeah. So sad story, but I thought it was just, there's, there's a lesson to be learned here of be careful. Don't let fame and stuff get to you. And, yeah. feel like you're invincible because you're not. And that's just the way things are. Yeah. So anyway, next story we have is Sea of Thieves. I like to bring this up because I just want more people to play it. So I have to force it into the <laughs> limelight and the discussion so people will play with me so I can get back in the game again. No one else has this game except me, Brett. So let's play it. me. Let's do let's it. Play it. All okay, right. cool. All right. Awesome. I can't do it today, though. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, sea of Thieves, Forsaken Shores DLC returns or it comes out on September 13th. In this one, they're going to go to an area that is uh, has active and dormant volcanoes of which can blow and heat the water, blow rocks in the sky, and set off earthquakes. To get through the boiling sea safely, you get a rowboat, which they can then take with them when they get to their ship. So this is basically cool. just a new environment that's going to change the way things play. And I haven't played any of these DLC packs yet, but they're doing some cool stuff that looks really interesting in the game. And I want to jump into it just to get a feel for how much has changed since the beginning. The beginning was like shallow and stuff like that. But it sounds like they've had a lot of new events and things that you can engage with that make it a little less of let's just be on the high seas for a while and not yeah. do anything except for yes. like maybe see a ship that comes and tries to kill you. This is like one of the DLCs that I'm pretty, pretty psyched about. Like it's gonna be the first one that I think will actually change, like make this a real game. And uh, assuming we play it, Brett, we'll yeah. know. 
Maybe we'll, we'll talk about it next week. Oh, we definitely Probably after, well, after September 13th. So not next week. Yep. Uh, last story we have leading into our discussion topic about Gamescom. There was a story that came out. Uh, this is an article from PC Gamer where uh, somebody was standing in line. There was a big, huge Fortnite event, and mm-hmm. they were giving away a uh, uh, exclusive spray at the event. Huge, huge, massive line of people waiting to get a spray, which I find to be a really bad sign of our gaming culture right now. Um, and supposedly... First it was like in-game gear or something, yeah. which was actually kind of cool. But a spray? Yeah. Come on, yeah. really? Well... A literal spray may have happened because they say <laughs> that this guy uh, didn't want to leave the line to go to the bathroom and proceeded to take a poo inside of a bag at the place. And when it happened, apparently, not only did he leave a poo on the floor, but uh, people were moving around. It was so packed that they started stepping on it. Oh. And there was bad smells and... A young kid had to vomit, and there was personnel that were super disgusted, and blah, 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 blah. It was really, really bad and gross, and there was poo everywhere. And then it came out and found out that the story was completely false and not true at all. Dang. So nobody really pooped in a bag in the line at Fortnite. But uh, if this is really a thing that happened, I probably would have been a... Uh, Pretty, pretty could, excited about I it. I couldn't it imagine funny. everyone still being there if that actually happened. I feel like the yeah. line would just disperse, be like, screw this. Yeah. I'm not standing in line with poop. So uh, PC Gamer said that uh, if this had really happened, um, oh no, it was IGN Chloe Rad pointed out in a tweet saying that if this had really happened, happen, Epic would already be teasing a new shit in a sack dance emote by now. <laughs> Like, yeah, that'd be hilarious. I think they should do it anyway. Yeah, they should do it anyway. I think people would buy the hell out of that. <laughs> Shit in a sack. Oh, man. It's glorious. Glorious days. Um, and with that, that's the end of our new segment. Austin, you got anything to add to any of that? Uh, thanks for watching, guys. Listening. Yeah. Listening. Uh, watching. If there's something that we miss, we want to hear from you. Please email us at holothenogamer.net, and we'll talk about it next week. Or if you just have general questions or comments, or things we can do better, or new ideas, or you just want to say hi, send us an email, hello at We love to hear from you. Give us a discussion topic. We'll talk about it on the podcast. I promise we'll do that free of charge. You don't have to be a subscriber, and I'll give you a freebie just if you send us an email. Um, if we like the discussion, like it may not be good, and we may not want to talk about it. But if we like it, we'll definitely talk about it. But I'm sure it's going to be good because you guys are awesome, So and girls, and animals all right stay tuned everybody. anyway we're gonna take a break and uh we're gonna come back with a discussion topic we'll be back you're listening to the inner gamer hello and welcome to the inner gamer on my name is brady noski i'm awesome and that's awesome morales over there hello and I'm everybody awesome this is brady noski i'm awesome morales noski and uh that's that's uh austin um Faraday. Am I supposed to know that name? I don't know that name. Okay. I don't know. I just made it up. Anyway, so today we are going to be talking... Brady over there. Today we are going to be talking about Gamescom 2018. It happened last week in Cologne, Germany, and there was a lot of stuff that came out. There were some updates to previous games that we saw at E3, such as Cyberpunk 2077, Assassin's Creed, as well as some new announcements, such as a new Housemarque Battle Royale game known as Storm Divers. So... 
we are going to literally dive right in. <laughs> Storm dive. That was really stupid. I'm sorry. But that's okay. I was trying to go I with like it and make it better, but you just made it worse. Uh, that's okay. I, li- I, like to, I like to call out my, my lack of uh, funniness. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Anyway, so let's talk about Gamescom. Um, we are going to go down this list and go through some of the highlights that we found from all of the videos and trailers and announcements that were revealed. And at the very end, we will tag in our top three most anticipated things from this event. Austin's top three, my top three, they're probably different. Cause I know Austin is going to be all about like, I don't know. Yeah. What, what, freaking. uh, I'm trying to find something stupid. <laughs> I can't find any. Actually, all this stuff's pretty good. Yeah, I must anyway, say. So, uh, let's go just go down. Let's start with the big one. Cyberpunk 2077. Ooh. So at this event, there wasn't anything really vastly different other than the fact that they showed this time behind closed doors, a perspective from a, uh, I think the male character, as opposed to the female character to people. So they could see what that side looked like. And it was rather different, but I'm they jealous. did announce that the game internally is complete playable from start to finish which is a huge step in the right direction that means like you can play it we're ready yeah we're ready for a release date so there's still a lot to come um i'm fingers crossing myself saying that we might see this in the fall of 2019 but i would not be surprised if it doesn't push on into spring of 2020 i'm thinking that's a safer bet yeah but yeah we good i think so yeah and they did i don't know I'm trying to think of all the games that are coming out like next year and what that would mean for them. There's a lot of them coming out next there year. There are a lot of them coming out next year. Beginning of the year, too. That's, yeah. that's like the main thing. Um, whatever. Anyway, Cyberpunk 2077 is there. They brought out some new screenshots. They all look really cool. If you will go just Google Cyberpunk 2077, new screen, not screenshots, or concept art, but um, the concept art was very interesting. Um, they also mentioned, they actually had a, one, a teaser that came out that led people to a bit.ly link that on that bit.ly link said, not everything is what it seems. And it was a picture of some kind of like crazy trippy psychedelic looking colors and stuff. And I don't think anybody's figured out what that message was yet, but they're going with that whole ARG kind of thing that they were doing with the last one, um, which I think is really interesting. So it looks really good and I cannot wait for cyberpunk because I'm going to play the hell out of that game. Finally, you'll play a hell of a game. Hell yes. Hell yes. Yes. All right. So then we also have Storm Divers, which is a battle royale game from Housemark Games. You may know as how from may know of Housemark as the developers of Resogun, as well as uh, Next Machina. They are not doing arcade games anymore. They got out of that game. Now they're jumping into battle royale because who isn't jumping into battle royale? Uh, also, what do you think about? Storm I guess Divers? it's a good jumping off point. Ah, <laughs> Storm Divers. <laughs> Uh, that's bad. No, I think it's really cool. Again, I think, I think we're hitting like the boiling point for, for these games. Like, I don't, it seems like every other battle Royale minus Fortnite and PUBG, obviously PUBG being the latter is, are starting to fall off. Like at least the players are starting to fall off. So I can't see unless they bring something really cool, which they could, because in the trailer, they show people jumping with jetpacks, have, um, Special abilities like uh, invisibility or dash or putting or, down a wall. Yeah, putting down a, a wall of to like protect you from bullets or something. 
Like that could change the game enough to make it interesting. And then we can't forget that we have Call of Duty and Battlefield Five coming in with their own take on the Battle Royale. Yeah. Well, I, I like, so I was reading a little bit about this on Games GameSpot here, and they mentioned that this game is trying to switch things up a little bit by not only having you have to battle other players in the game, but you're also battling the island itself that you're landing on because they're going to be like, you, there was a part at the end of the trailer where they were like, there was lightning bolts and shit coming down. Like that's environmental things that get in your way. You know, kind of like PUBG has a circle of the red, red zone or whatever when they start dropping bombs and shit. Like there's that, but they're taking a step further with having environmental threats in the area. Um, that's cool. Yeah. 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 I remember seeing that too. And they're going to be doing a lot of, uh, you know, releases and stuff kind of like Fortnite where they're going to be adding new content over time. Um, and uh, classes, events, things of that nature. Uh, all the trademark high quality visual effects that Housemark has. So that's really exciting. There's already also plans for PVE co-op missions, new playable areas, and new player classes. Man, so, they're really diving into this game. Yeah. <laughs> diving. <laughs> Damn it. There it is. So, um, yeah, it's coming out in 2019. And uh, it's looking pretty good. I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued. It's got my... It's tickling my fancy. So there we go. It's not all it's tickling. I uh, know, right? Uh, no. So uh, next, we got World War Three, the game. They released gameplay. This basically looks like Battlefield Three reincarnated, which isn't a bad thing because Battlefield Five is World War Two, and Call of Duty is Battle Royale. So this is a modern day shooter. Love it. With vehicles. Love it. And stuff. And it looks pretty good. Yeah. You know, the graphics aren't like, Crazy amazing, but they're awesome. I mean, they're good enough. They work for what they need to be. I like Battlefield 4. Like Battlefield 4. But I'm more 3, probably. They're not as good as Battlefield 4, I don't think. They're they're close. They're getting there. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's around there. It's there. It's in between those two somewhere. But it does... Uh, the only thing I don't like about it is I feel like the animations in the game are a little... They need some work, but it's still, I mean, it's early. It's, it's alpha right now is what they're Honestly, I didn't even notice until you told me. Yeah. Like, I, I think, because like I said before, I've liked Battlefield 4. I went back and played it. And like having a game that's kind of like that, set in current, more like modern era, like I miss that. We've been on this streak of like going back in time and, you know, kind of sick of that. Like, it's great. It's awesome. Like, I want to experience that with all the new graphics, but this. Yeah. Plus, you have all these vehicles. It looks like you have these sprawling maps that open up with very wide, possibly like giant battles of maybe 100 on 100. No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that. But <laughs> I mean, it seems like there's a lot of people in these maps and there's it's a lot of 60, places to go. Four players. Okay. Yeah. So, standard, like big, big battlefield game. Um, yep. It all, it all is very intriguing. I hope it all works well. I think it's an alpha right now or something. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be an early Steam early access this fall. That's right, that's right. November, I think. Um, I believe it's November because I, I looked at it the other day and I was like, I want to play it. Yep, I yep. play it. It's gonna be good. So there's that. And then uh, we also have um, Until Dawn's next game is there are the super massive games who made Until Dawn. Their next game is gonna be the Dark Pictures trilogy. So it's not just one game; it's gonna be a series of games. And the first one is called Man of Medan. And it's a bunch of people that are on a boat and they go diving and they find some crazy shit. And there's scary lady faces that turn into scary demon faces. And it looks creepy. And uh, this is another one of those ones where it looks really interesting. But like I was struggling to watch it with the animations. I was like, man, 
the this looks not very great gamey but, looking and older. But it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, I think I'd play. Well, if you like the Until Dawn series, I think you'll like it. I don't. So you, I never play the Until Dawn series. I, I want to play it though. I started I it. Was great. Yeah. No. It's, I started it. I think I have it. You got it for free on PS Plus. Oh, very nice. Hell yeah. Got to play that. I'm talking about. Talking about. Um, but it looks it looks intriguing. I like that it's going to be part of a anthology of things. So um, that should be fine. But remind me what pathways. anthology means. It's not. They're not all it's connected. It's not like a trilogy. Right? No. Okay. It's a, well, it's like part of just I, a bunch of different. Yeah. It's just a series of stuff okay. that falls under a may or may not genre. be connected, but yeah, cool. Um, I think so. Actually, let me make sure that's that's. Great. I was just curious. A published collection of pieces of writing, interesting or things. Yeah, which is a published collection of stuff. So yeah, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I think that looks pretty interesting. Um, a Plague's Tale, rats in shit. All the rats everywhere. This did, thing. Did you hear about this sorry. last year? It was actually no. at E3 where I heard about it. Oh, really? Yeah. So this they E3? had. Yes. Oh, last year's E3. No, no, it was this year's. This year's E3. Yeah. Okay. But I think it's this has been around for a little bit. Yeah. First announced at last year's E3. Okay. Okay. A Plague's Tale Innocence is back to remind us that rat fiction is disgusting. Um, rat fiction. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, it, it's kind of it's kind of gross. Like there's just rats everywhere and you walk around and you use light and stuff to like keep the rats away from you. And uh, it's you as a girl with your looks like your sister and um, you're running around 14th century France when Black Death is happening. It's and basically a you got to watch out for everybody. A puzzle adventure game. Yeah. So think of like the witness except rats in 18th century. 17th century. Was it 17th century? Uh, 14th century. 14th century. Wow, I was like off. Yeah, you're way off. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, what do you think? Yeah, it looks. Did you looks, play it? It looks cool. Yeah, it reminds me of a. It kind of reminds me. I would put this in the realm, even though it doesn't have combat as much, but maybe like Hellblade, kind of the mood, the tone, a little bit. I like the tone. Yeah. So it looks cool. I mean, I'm I'm intrigued. It's not gonna be on my list, but I like it. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Starlink Battle for Atlas, Ubisoft game. This looks like Star Fox, but it's open world and there's a lot of things you can fight and it's it's looking really cool. That trailer was pretty badass. Um, what do you think of the trailer? I thought it was pretty epic. It had some epic moments in there. Um, uh, Starlink, yes. I so on early Switch. on, early on, I was kind of like, okay, what is this? But the more I think about it, like I, I think the concept is cool. Now I don't understand how the actual the actual actual physical component of this game is going to work out. Like if it isn't as like required, you know what I mean. I don't, don't want to go be. out and buy these ships. It seems like if you're a kid, you would love to do that. It's great, whatever. But for me, I mean, if I could just buy the game and play it, I think I I think I would enjoy it. Now it's still up in the air for me. I'm not exactly sure if it's going to be everything I want. Yeah, I'm. Um, I like it. I'm excited for what it looks like it's going to be. But yes, if there it requires uh, me buying a ship in real person, I might. Well, I don't know. I could put it back here somewhere. I don't know. We'll see. That's yeah. a possibility. I mean, they have Star Fox. We got to at least get Star Fox ship. Yes. I mean, you need to get it and give it to me. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Blow that off. All right. Uh, Shallow Tomb Raider. RTX. Let's talk about RTX. Ray tracing shit. 
like so light ray tracing is actually pretty subtle until you turn it off and you're like damn that's what it's doing yeah it's doing yeah. quite a bit yeah just like more awesome lighting that reflects off and of shadows and shadows yeah it looks pretty real it's yeah. getting more real but it's, it's not real. good yeah um, are you, are you going to get, get Shadow of the Tomb Raider? Are you excited yes. about this game? Yeah, I'm going to get it. Yeah. I enjoyed the last one. I enjoyed the one before that. It was pretty good. But the last one was actually really good. I this thought. trailer had a lot of detail. Like, there's a lot of really cool detailed environments to look at. And that makes me excited. I mean, the only thing I'm worried about with it is it's too... I mean, I, I see... I kind of compare it to Un- Uncharted. But I feel like this is a much more serious, darker version of Uncharted with a female character. Mm. And mm. Uncharted has some kind of humor and stuff like that. I like that lightheartedness that's mixed in. Right. But I feel like on like Shadow of the Tomb Raider is just stressful. It could it the first one was very stressful. There's yeah. a lot of moments where it's like, uh, when you die, you just it die. is the most gruesome death you can imagine every time. Same thing with the the last one, but it wasn't as bad that at least as I remember yeah. from the first one. So we'll see where they go with the death thing. Other than that, there are some lighthearted moments, but every it, I mean, more or less, it's serious. I mean, apparently she's going crazy this time around. It's true, so it's true. You never know. She's becoming happen. the woman we all want her to be, or remember her being. Yes, two hundred one, two and three. Um, Metro Exodus. They had a basically just a trailer showcasing some of the environments and things that you interact with. This had some creepy moments to it. Um, there was some really intense looking stuff in there and it looks really, really good. Like the, the visuals in this game are stunning, obviously RTX enabled, but, uh, there was some, some really badass stuff like the lighting, the, uh, atmosphere. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty, pretty pumped about this game, but I feel like I need to go back and play the originals too carry on the legacy of what this one's going to be so the first two are very niche yeah and i'm going to attribute this to the witcher series because i feel like this might be that the witcher 3 in the series uh, of this well the first two like you can good. play them and it's kind of standard you know fps but a caveat it's you know european developed actually it might be russian developed. i'm not sure who made this game yeah, so the team actually was they from based out the uh, Ukraine, I okay, believe, is where okay. they were. But now they've moved to a, an area because there was a lot of upheaval and crazy shit happening. Where it was basically unsafe for them to live there. Wow, interesting. Um, so they moved their studio. Um, and I'm going to find out where they moved their studio here in a second. But, um, so the first one was like interesting to play. It's hard to describe. Like, you just kind of need to play. The second one was a little easier, like more mainstream, but not as mainstream. I feel like this one will be that mainstream game that everyone can kind of jump into and fall in love with the world if they haven't already. Yeah. So they started in Ukraine. It got, had a little bit of unrest going on there. So they moved their studio and everybody there, which their studio employs 150 people, and moved everybody wow. to uh, Malta. And now they're in Malta. And that's where they're developing Metro Exodus. Awesome. So, yeah. I'm glad they made it out. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Malta's a small little island. It's not very big. That's right. But uh, I know worldly places. Very cool. Um, so yeah, Metro Exodus. Uh, Desperados is a game from uh, Shadow Tactics creators. I thought it was a... Uh, the way that the trailer was presented and that you were doing a shoot-off with this other guy 
and there was people they were changing the way the gameplay interacted each time i thought this was like a a dual simulator or some weird thing and then they showcased the fact that it was a isometric top down that's what the game actually was and it sounds like it's going to be a turn-based probably strategy game akin to XCOM and things of that nature i would think so yeah so but it's called desperados looks interesting yeah wild west not hard west but wild west wild west yes so uh, the Settlers. This is a Ubisoft game that uh, they recently picked up, apparently. And I don't really know exactly what you do, but The Settlers has been a game that's been around. So it's an RTS game, actually. Uh, the Settlers has been nice. around since 1993. So this franchise has been going for a very long time. I believe wow. this is the ninth game in the franchise. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of Settlers Catan. I know it has Settlers in it, and that's, probably, that's probably part of it. You. But... <laughs> Like, it looks like an interesting RTS game. Obviously, grew up on StarCraft and WarCraft. Brett, did you play those games at all? Uh, not WarCraft as much, but I played a shit ton of StarCraft. Okay. And I also played Command & Conquer, and I okay. played... And more so. Uh, you played Civ and all of, that? Uh, not Civ. I didn't okay. get, that, get I into you. that. Well, it kind of reminds me of, like, all those. And Age of like, Empires. Yeah, there we go. I played a little Age of Empires, too. And it, it looks fresh and kind of, you know, new, but still has that feel of building a city out and I don't know it, it really it has struck my eye like I'm, I'm curious to know more about it's this game it's a good looking game it's got yeah. some good, good good art neat art style kind of has that that uh, um, kind of overwatch art style look to it with the uh, kind of more throwing in textures. a way well yeah but obviously yeah. a little more dynamic yeah well the that, that kind of like soft I guess feel I to the textures. Ah, ah. Um, which is what Overwatch does, World of Warcraft, like all those games have that same look to them. Um, you know, it's not like very detailed texture work, it's softer. See if these similar art style. Okay. Um that's kind of what it reminds me of. So You're wrong. huh? I'm just I'm just joking. Oh, yeah. Well, fuck you. <laughs> uh yeah. And then uh, the quiet man. Not much to say about this other than it's still quiet. Silence. The guy is in silence all the time, and uh, they showcase some more gameplay and some more uh, real time stuff. Um, Small yeah. sliver of story, just a little bit, a little bit. Don't know bit. too much. Don't know much about it. Might have said it might be live action with. Game. No, it is. Yeah, I think it's gonna be just like Quantum Break. Okay, we're like Quantum you're Break. Playing a little bit of live action stuff to tell the story mechanics, and then you're gonna jump into the gameplay where it's like a game. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. I'm not liking this game right now. Yeah. Nobody I mean, we, obviously it. we don't know much about it, yeah. but still, like, there's nothing about it that has, like, hooked me. But what so. has hooked you, Devil May Cry 5, yes. with a freaking motorcycle that you can split off into two wielding weapons, and like, nah, 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 and then motorcycle through, and blow shit up, and, like, swing monsters around, and into walls, and, like, shit comes toppling down. Are you excited about this game? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'm going to play it, but it's like looking at it was pretty sweet. I mean, visually, it's awesome. Yes, yes. Yeah. They've, they've always looked really, like, really, like yeah. rendered really well. Um, and I've always been a big Devil May Cry fan, but I haven't played too many of them. I played, I think, the last one, which has been a few years at this point. It might have been like 2012, 2013 right. or something like that. Uh, I played a little bit of one back in the day, but like nothing to really speak of. So like this one, hopefully be good. You know, I jumped into final fantasy 
whatever one they're on right now. 15? Is it 15? The 17. They just brought out 15. It's 35. It's Final Fantasy 35. I played that one. <laughs> they have yes. so many of them. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So um, that feeling of jumping around and Dante's Inferno. Did you yeah. ever play that one? No. Okay. Love that game. So any game that's like that, I'm down. Get those combos going. Get in there. High, fast action. Do what you want. Bayonetta. Yeah. Yeah. Bayonetta. Yeah. I did play Bayonetta. Oh, That's you did? the only one I played. Oh, man. Not just much, like that. Just a little bit. Yeah, right, right, right. It was, it was pretty interesting. Um, then we have uh, Control, Remedy Entertainment. This is their new game that I still don't really understand what's happening, but I know that they're inside the Bureau of Control, and you are a female that has telekinetic powers that can do cool shit, and this is like in a room of inception where like all the things are moving independently of each other, and it just looks weird and fucked up, but... Very remedy entertainment. Um, it has hints of some like ideas of quantum break pulled in there. It's got some ideas of Alan Wake pulled in there. Like it feels like a remedy game. I'm excited. And for that, I can't wait to learn more. Uh, but Brawlhalla, let's talk about the fact that on November 6th, Brawlhalla is coming to the Switch. It's coming to another console too that I don't really care, but it's coming to the Switch. <laughs> it's actually coming to Xbox One. Yeah, but that? it's coming to the Switch. That's all that matters. Yes. That, that's really it. So we can play Brawlhalla on the Switch. <laughs> At our meetups, November, come out, check it out. We're going to have a good time. Might even have a tournament. We should do a tournament. We should do a tournament. So a mini a mini, mini tournament. Something like that. Yeah. I think it's, crazy. Be, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I'm excited that they finally announced it for the Switch. Um, if I didn't mention that, it's coming out for the Switch. Uh, <laughs> the Division 2. Uh, cool gameplay trailer. Look, Game looks good. I'm, I'm hoping... Cautiously optimistic that this one fixes the problems of the last one. Yes, please, God. Um, Endgame content needs to be better. Uh, that's the hope. But it's looking good. It's a lot more colorful, which I like. I mean, you liked the E3 demo, didn't you? Yeah. Gameplay demo? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, it looks all around better. Yeah. I think I like the world a little more. I the way everything's too. the whole like apocalyptic look and everything. So hopefully... I mean, the last one was apocalyptic. I know, but it was like set in snow and it was in one city. Yeah, yeah. this is in one city too. But now it looks like more has happened. It's not just... There's color. Yeah. Space. That's a big thing. It's just like, hey, that color it's not helps. winter anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's, color uh, helps. The snow's melted and now you can see green. Right. Which is, is really nice. It's always nice. I like seeing some greenery. Yeah. Um, Darksiders 3. I don't know much about Darksiders, but they had a trailer for Darksiders. Did, any, did that catch your fancy? I mean, I might play it. I just need to see more of it. Yeah. I, I have the first two. I forgot how I got them. I think that was a humble bundle. I got I got the the first two, but I never played them because I was just like right, right. Yeah, yeah. I played Darksiders two for a brief moment and I didn't enjoy it. Um, it's like Dante's. The graphics Dante's. were aged when I jumped into it, yeah, so that was a I problem. Mean, um, yeah. but it had some interesting mechanics in there, so this one might might be pretty cool. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. They brought out some new trailers. Um, not much new to talk about there, other than just the game looks really, really nice. Right. Um, and uh, again, multiple characters you can go through. Uh, we talked about Starlink already. Uh, Cyberpunk. We talked about. We talked about. Oh, we haven't talked about World War Z. Horde I, mechanics. Is it just me, or is this game kind of getting past all of the media? I think it is. Yeah. I haven't heard too much about it. I'm just yeah. lucky that I saw something. During like after the fact, hundreds of zombies. Yeah, you think it's co-op? Is that a co-op? Yes, game? this is good. They said they were inspired by Left 4 Dead. That's that's good. So this is basically a modern 
graphical Left 4 Dead set in World War Z, and uh, hundreds of zombies will be on on screen. And they showed the dynamics that you can use a silencer to pick off zombies, and then you won't have a whole horde run at you. But if you use, obviously, you just go live fire, you will have zombies running down upon you. And so it's just like the movie. And I think that's exciting. Like, I can't wait to play this and, like, figure out the objectives. I They had some gameplay demo. I can't remember what they said, like, what kind of game types they would have. But I think one was they had a... I mean, typical Left 4 Dead, basically. Go grab something, bring it back. I'm trying to read about it. Yeah. And I'm not seeing <coughs> anything particularly... Yeah, four-player cooperative inspired by Paramount Pictures. It's going to have a co-op campaign. Um, that's good. I'm 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 excited. I mean, hundreds of zombies like that's that's great. That's what I want. I want more zombies. It's gonna be a lot of screaming with us playing this. We should probably do the stream. Some we point. should do a stream on this <laughs> one. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, those are the big announcements from uh, Gamescom. There was a lot of other gameplay trailers and things of that nature that were released, but this is kind of the the gist of everything that was there. So let's go through our top three games uh, of Gamescom. Okay. Um, Austin, I want to let you go first with your number three pick. So this is your yeah. lowest pick on the totem pole. What is your number three pick? I'll go Gamescom. with. No, wait, 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 hang on. Back what? Back up for a second, Brett. We got to back up. Yeah, this Brett. is our top three like announcements. Not necessarily top three games per se. Just like top three things from Gamescom. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. Cool. So number three is the settlers. I'm going with games I haven't seen yet. Okay. I think everyone knows which games I'm excited about if they listen to the last podcast, E3, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, number three, Settlers. Interesting game. Didn't know it exists. Not, you said it came out in 93? 1993. Man, like, I don't know why I missed this game. I, I just looked up. I saw some of the other ones that are out there. And, uh, yeah, I think I'm ready for something like this, something a little different, something a little slower in a way. So right. I know there's combat. Like you and other towns can fight with each other, so I'm curious to see how that works out. But I assume it's going to be kind of like you know Warcraft or something like that. Yeah. But just with just people, no. Well, I don't know if they have any other like races. I don't know either. They might. You never know. Never know. You Find never out. Know. All right. Um, my number three is going to be World War Three. Actually, I'm going to put that one on my list. Uh, that was. I knew that this was coming out earlier before this, but now that I've seen gameplay, just the fact that it brings back nostalgia from Battlefield, uh, the days of old, before it added a bunch of junk into it, like all the other games have done. Um, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that this game will deliver a grounded experience that I've been wanting in a 64-player massive shooter game. And uh, it looks really nice. Some good settings, good gameplay. Pretty good choice about it. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. I pick well. I know. <laughs> it's like a final. So line. my number two, which I was on the fence of World War Three because yeah. it was pretty good. But I already said that I was excited about it before. Yeah, yeah. At least I felt like it. Uh, it'd be Storm Divers. Okay. I say that because I still do like Battle Royale. I still play PUBG, even though I get pissed with it from time to time. <laughs> and it'd be nice to have a refresh of the genre in a way that's not fucking Fortnite because I hate building stuff. You can Fortnite. build a wall in this game. See, but that's easier. It's more of like... like yeah, there it is. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't have to like build up and keep going up and up and up. Anyway, yeah. it just looks cool. Obviously, the graphics look amazing. I think having the environmental uh, 
challenges could be a nice take on it. And then I'm sure they have different regions and stuff like that and seeing how all that works out. And there's a giant storm that possibly could like be in the middle that like adds different stuff or something. I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited. Ironically, that is my number two as well. Oh, no way. Yeah. I'm going to go with think the, of, think of the same. Storm Divers because it's 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 cool. It's a different... Um, I love Resogun. I love um, I love what Next Machina looks like. I've never played it, but I've heard it's fantastic. And uh, so I know that they can make good games, but it's it's cool to see them mature. Not mature necessarily, but like take on a project of this scale. And so far I have a presentation that looks pretty good. I mean, we haven't like jumped in and played it yet, so it could be like buggy as all hell. But um, it seems like they have a pretty good setup so far. I like that they're adding in um, a lot of different types of abilities you can carry out as a player. It's not just like picking up weapons and like relying off of the pickups and stuff. There's a different twist to this. Um, the environmental attacks and things like that that are in the world seems really interesting. Um, and then just like we were excited about Battlefield with the fact that the circle is not just like a circle, but it is a freaking fiery pit of doom. And this one, it's a freaking storming pit of doom that wants to blow. It's like, it looks cooler than just like a flat wall that's coming towards you electrical field as the other ones are. Um, so I'm excited to see what that does for you because it might be interesting to have some, you know, if there isn't as much of a, just like a slow health drop, but like when you're out in that area of the storm, like, I mean, the environment is completely different. It's not just like, Oh shit, I'm in a circle or I'm outside the circle. Like that's lame now. But like in this one, you are out in this crazy wild storm of chaos. So that's just could be kind of exciting and invigorating to be running into and getting out of that bad weather and stuff like that. So there's more um, excitement to be outside the circle, I guess. Is that something weird to say? <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. I could say. Anyway, uh, number one, Austin. Number what is one. your number one pick? It is the World, uh, World War Z. Oh, really? Board Spotlight. All right. So I already said I liked this, or I was interested in this game, but now that I know how the Horde works in certain aspects, it gets me even more pumped because now, you know, in in Left 4 Dead, you know, there was, there was a Horde of Zombies, and more or less it could get to you. You know, they'll find a way, and they were frightening and stuff. But this seems like on a whole other level. I mean, you have a Horde of Zombies that can make a tower of zombies up to... And in the demo or in the little trailer, they had a horde of zombies coming all the way up to like the third or fourth floor of this building you're in. So it's like, no matter where you are, they're going to find a way to get to you. And I think that just heightens the excitement and the fear. And I can't wait to see what kind of crazy scenarios we get into and how we're actually going to figure them out, like to right. get away from them. Because it's, it's not like, okay, I shoot a few guns and a few zombies come at me. No, if I shoot a gun all the zombies are coming at us. So it's like very tactical in that sense. Yes. Opposed to Left 4 Dead, where if you shot a gun, a few zombies in the area would come at you. And uh, it doesn't seem like they have, well, we don't know yet, if they have that AI system that kind of throws hordes at you. I'm hoping this is, well, I don't know what I hope for that yet. Well, they did say it had like, there was like an AI machine system in there where I think they react differently to you. Based well, on opposed to like throwing like that, it's like if you're not doing anything for a while, they'll throw a horde at you. you know oh, I mean? gotcha. Like in Left 4 gotcha. Dead. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we don't know too much about that, but we'll find out. Right. That's my number one. Right. Um, awesome. Well, Brett. my number one is 
The Quiet Man. No, I'm just kidding. Oh gosh, uh, I'm out. <laughs> Done with this. Uh, no, it's, it's it's actually even though there wasn't anything new about this as much as I wanted there to be, but I'm still pumped about Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna throw out there. They barely released anything. They released. The fact that the game is complete. <laughs> okay, that's enough. It's got me super excited. Okay, all right. They released four new screenshots, concept Man. art things that show. I just, I love the detail of this world. Whoa, like whoa. the, the, yeah, it's just, Brett. it's so, I mean, it's one thing to make a fantasy world where like you just have a bunch of, you know, you know, grass and bushes okay. and trees and shit out there. Watch what you're about to say. I know. <laughs> I know, but like, but there's, there's a lot of realism to that. So I mean, like making a fantasy world such as the Witcher three, like it's still grounded in real, like there's things that are mostly believable in that. I mean, you have your riding horses and there's, you know, people that are dressed up in like older clothing and stuff like that. So it's things that you can pull in, like pull from real life. Right. Cause they've happened in the past. But in this one, like this is a whole new future society that they are creating that doesn't exist anywhere other than in like 80s movies and stuff like that. And they're coming up with all like what this could be like in 40 or 50 years in this brand new environment. So it's completely foreign to us. And the fact that they've concepted so deeply this new world and space and how they're tying in like the grunginess of society and like the dark areas and like it's stuff that I wish that Deus Ex had done oh, yeah. but didn't succeed with. It looks like they're doing with this game. So that has me pretty hyped. And uh yeah, I Sweet. can't wait. So yeah. Makes good points, Brett. Thank you. Makes good Thank points. You. Yeah. So with that, that's gonna wrap up our Gamescom discussion uh for twenty eighteen. If there is a uh, game that you want to let us know more about, that you're like, this game you guys didn't talk about, it was really badass. Like one, for example, we didn't talk about Biomutant, but Biomutant looks really awesome, and I'm excited about that game. But there's all these games that they talked about there. Let us know what your favorite announcement, reveal, or whatever was, and uh, drop in the comments, and we'd love to hear more about it. So we're going to end this and move on to the next thing. Yeah. Now, I also want to mention. Yes. This is going to conclude our discussion topic. So, if there's a topic you want to hear us talk about, <laughs> you can email us hello at dangerman.net and we will gladly talk about it on the podcast. Uh, don't forget to check out the video clips of not this segment, but maybe this segment and then maybe our new segment. All these different things. There's going to be video clips in, of galore on youtube.com slash gamer. Uh, in addition, if you drop $3 or more per month, you can. Uh, you know, see this video on Patreon. Or if you're listening to this, you can see the video. So you really should pay $3 so you can see this video. It'd be pretty worth it because you can see my face looking at you deeply, deeply. Yes. Anyway, so that's it. Thanks for watching or listening and uh, see you next time. You're listening to The Inner Gamer. Looking forward to next week, let's talk about our upcoming video game releases. We have three games coming out as we transition into September. Uh, but first, August 31st on PS4 and Xbox One, you have D Divinity Original Sin 2 now coming to console systems. So those of you that have been waiting on Divinity 2 for a while now, it's now coming to your console system. You can jump in and play it with some friends. 
And we can attest to the fact that Divinity is a very good game and everybody should play it. The developers are fantastic and you should jump into it because and it's on the switch. It's wonderful. No, I know. And then in September, we have on September 4th for PS4, Xbox One and PC, Destiny 2 Forsaken. This is the next DLC in which what remains of the reef has fallen to lawlessness. You and the notorious Cade 6 are sent to investigate the recent unrest. Upon arrival, you discover the most wanted criminals in the prison of elders have organized an escape. Against the Vanguard's council, you'll pursue those fugitives deep into the reef, explore new regions, awaken new powers, earn powerful weapons, and uncover long-lost awoken secrets. And last but not least, we have on PS4 and PC, Dragon Quest Eleven: Echoes of an Elusive Age. In this, you tell the tale of a hunted hero in the long-awaited game from series creator Yuji Hori and character designer Akira Toriyama. While it's the 11th mainline entry in the series, this is a completely standalone experience featuring new characters, a beautiful world, and an immersive story for fans and franchise newcomers alike. So, those are the games coming out next week. And with that, it's going to wrap up our show. Be sure and check us out next Tuesday for more from your favorite game podcast. Visit TheInnerGamer.net for our latest episodes, blogs, videos, and social channels. If you like what you hear, please leave a review on iTunes or tell a friend. And also, August 31st, come out to Community Brewery in Dallas, Texas to join us for some video games. It's free to attend, and there's going to be some beer, and there's going to be some games, and there's going to be a taco food truck, so you don't want to miss it. And we also have a Patreon set up, which is a way for you, our listeners, to donate to the cause in order to bring you all the great content you want to see and hear, even a dollar a month. Help us keep this content coming at you every week. Plus, if you support us, we have some awesome rewards waiting for you, such as being a guest on the podcast, getting exclusive content. So head on over to theinnergamer.net. Yep, that's innergamer.net. Click Donate to contribute. I'm Austin Morales. I'm Brett Yanoski. And I'm Austin Morales. We'll catch you guys next time. And I'm Brett Yanoski. <laughs> this is the Inner Gamer. I'm Brett Yanoski. We don't know what's going on. It's gone. It's gone. Brett Yanoski. Falling apart back here. Hurry, leave now. glad i still cue the music <laughs> gotta, let, gotta let you have some control sometimes <laughs> ah, some bitch that whole half like last part you can just cut out from the audio i was just like okay all right this is still going okay all right still going man all right now i have to go damn it what about me